Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and today you're listening to podcast number 27. Today we're going to talk about a really important topic, which is how to improve your bird's feather quality. We know that feathers are one of the unique characteristics that birds have that make them birds, that make them special. Um, no other being has feathers. We have hair on our heads. Uh, most of our mammal pets have fur on their skin, uh, but birds are unique in that they have these beautiful and very special organs called feathers. Feathers are like hair in that they grow continuously. They emerge from follicles in the bird's skin and they're pushed out and as they mature, they initially start with blood in the shaft. That's a blood feather. If you've ever seen a blood feather emerge from your bird's skin, you know that it, it looks like a straw filled with blood. And then over time, these are the larger feathers typically that have this, over time the blood recedes so that the center of the straw of the, the feather the shaft um, looks empty, it looks like a clear straw, um, and then as the feather matures, eventually it falls out, and this usually takes weeks to months and is replaced by a new feather that emerges from the follicle beneath it that pushes out the old feather. Now we know that there are other little feathers in the bird's bodies um, beside the big ones. The, the primary and the secondary feathers are the large feathers on the wings, and the contour feathers are the feathers that are lining the bird's body, but underneath that many birds have little teeny feathers called down feathers. They're the little fluffy uh, feathers that you see them molt continuously all the time. Um, the larger feathers actually molt in a sequential pattern over time so that birds don't suddenly lose all their feathers at once. Certainly if they did that, they'd be naked and they'd be subject to predation or getting caught by predators in the wild. So they only tend to lose a couple of feathers at a time over a sort of a sequential period of weeks to months. But they do ultimately molt all their feathers um, through the course of the year. So um, we see that as feathers grow in and out, um, the new ones come in, and in order to keep those feathers healthy, it is really important that we do a few things. First of all, we need to provide birds with a proper diet. Feathers are made predominantly of protein, and in order to form healthy feathers um, that look shiny, that are strong, that have proper uh, function so that they can have uh, the proper structure so they can have proper function in terms of 
um, helping the bird fly, move around, be balanced, um, all of those things that feathers do. In order for that to take place, we need to provide them with a proper diet containing two really critically important nutrients. One is protein, because feathers are predominantly made of protein, and the other is vitamin A. Those are the, the, the two nutrients that are so, so important in the formation of healthy feathers. And we know that birds that are eating a lot of seeds, a lot of nuts um, that are very high in fat, um, those diets lack the, the critical nutrients like protein and vitamin A that are so important in the formation of healthy feathers. So we see that birds that are eating um, poor diets with, without proper nutrients that are really high in fat like seeds or nuts or even some table food diets where owners are trying to balance things but unsuccessfully uh, are, have not been able to do that. Um, feathers can look dull, they can look dry and flaky, they may lack the luster that we normally see healthy feathers have. Um, they may be uh, clubbed or pinched off in certain areas. They may be bent. They may be break. They may break easily. Sometimes we'll see little black ridges or brown ridges across them. Those are called stress bars, which are actually uh, a stress due to improper nutrition. Um, and so we can see all these abnormalities in feathers in birds who are not really taking in proper nutrients, who are not on a proper diet. So I am a big proponent of a pelleted diet. Ideally, the bird's diet should be 70% pellets with the remainders about 30% of other table foods. I do like to supplement with the vitamin A rich table foods, the orange, red, and yellow table foods, uh, vegetables, produce, things like carrots, uh, tomatoes, sweet potato, uh, melon, like cantaloupe, papaya, um, all of those things have lots of beta carotene in them. Beta carotene is a precursor of vitamin A, so those are good to focus on if you're trying to improve your bird's feathers. But remember, we want to keep that fresh produce part of the bird's diet down to less than 30% with the, with the focus on pellets. So in addition to providing birds with a good diet to help them make healthy feathers, another thing we can do is ensure that they're getting uh, proper humidity and that they're bathing, that they're keeping their skin and their feathers hydrated. We remember that um, birds, many of the birds that we love to keep as pets, these parrots in the wild, they're tropical. They're living in tropical rainforests where there's constant humidity, constant rainfall, um, keeping them hydrated, keeping their feathers supple um, and shiny. So unfortunately, when we keep them as pets and if we live in dry climates, um, you know, where there's poor humidity, like I live in New York and during the wintertime, it's very, very dry. I know I feel it in my own skin and I don't uh, typically love live in a tropical climate, obviously, like a bird does. But um, we can encourage birds to have healthy skin and healthy feathers by um, bathing them, by encouraging them to bathe. And, and some birds will actually do this on their own. They'll hop into their water cups and sometimes they make a mess out of their own drinking water, um, but they don't seem to mind. Uh, and we can encourage birds to bathe by providing them with an open bowl of water, a shallow bowl, where they can hop in and submerge their entire bodies. Um, some birds will do this voluntarily. Other birds need more encouragement um, and we can certainly encourage our birds to bathe by misting them gently with a plant mister. Um, I don't like to spray the mist firmly at directly at them. I think that's a little scary and startling to birds. But I'll use a mister to provide a fine mist and I'll spray above their heads so it falls gently down on their bodies. And it's often something they really, really like. I know I do this with my bird every morning. Um, he looks forward to it. I take him over to the sink and we have a little misting session. And I, I know he's happy because he's making his happy chirps. Um, and, and that will certainly 
definitely help encourage keeping the skin and the feathers um, clean, not flaky and dry and supple. Now, there are some birds that really enjoy going into the shower with their owners. It's actually a bonding experience for them. So um, we can encourage this behavior by providing a safe perch in the bathroom. And um, it can just be a simple, you know, perch. They can perch on the faucet. Um, they can perch on the towel bar, maybe even the shower rod. There are some special suction cup perches that you can purchase that suction cup onto the wall of the shower and onto the tile directly. Um, you just have to make sure that if you're using those that they're securely fastened so your bird can't fall. And I typically recommend um, starting birds off in the bathroom with the steam but not necessarily in the shower um, and gradually working the birds perch over toward the back of the shower where they can experience you know the mist and the humidity. Um, some birds are just happy at that and other birds really do enjoy getting wet and getting Flashed. And, and, you know, again, it's a fun experience for them that they look forward to and they can share that with their owners. So however you can encourage your bird to bathe, that's great. Um, it's another way to encourage um, healthy, supple, vibrant feathers. Um, certainly, if you do notice that your bird's feathers are not healthy looking, if they're dull, if they're dry, if the structure of the feathers is not normal, if you see that they break easily, that they bend, that they're pinched off or as we call it, clubbed, they form little... Um, uh, constrictions along the shaft. That Those are all abnormal signs and certainly those should be checked out by your veterinarian. Um, sometimes it's a matter of simple, you know, correction of diet or providing more humidity or, or supplemental vitamins in some way. But unfortunately there are some diseases that can cause problems with the feathers. Some of them are very serious. There's a disease called cytosine beak and feather disease um, where birds will form abnormal feathers and then they'll suddenly lose all of their feathers. And I don't mean, you know, just one or two at a time. I mean suddenly feather loss or or formation of very abnormal feathers all over their body and that's a very serious uh, disease where the the bird's immune system is suppressed and unfortunately that's not treatable so if you do see something like that you do want to have your bird checked out certainly by your vet as soon as possible now another thing that can help keep your bird's uh, feathers vibrant in addition to diet and bathing is UV light Birds' feathers reflect UV light. Um, they get UV light from being out in the sunshine. And, and unfortunately, when they're indoors, um, particularly if you live in a climate where they really can't go outdoors um, during the year or they're only limited to going outdoors for a part of the year, um, they're not getting adequate sunlight. They're not getting adequate UV rays. UV rays uh, are very important because they help form vitamin D in the bird's skin. Vitamin D helps them absorb calcium and phosphorus from the balanced diet that you're feeding them and calcium and phosphorus are very important to forming um, normal tissues, um, normal muscles, bones um, and they're also important in many of the reactions in the body that help the body function normally and that help form normal feathers. So if your bird is housed indoors a lot of the year, unfortunately the window filters out a glass and the window filters out UV light so being next to a window isn't a substitute um, for being outside but if your bird is in doors a lot of the year, um, it is great to provide them with an ultraviolet light um, directly over their cage, ideally for 10 to 12 hours a day, which is sort of the normal amount of time a bird would be out in sunlight if they were outside in the wild. And there are several very, very safe commercially available lamps that you can use, UV bulbs, um, indoors with your bird to provide them with that UV spectrum. It's a, it's a specific portion of the ultraviolet spectrum that enables them to form that vitamin D that's so critical um, 
important to keeping them healthy. Now we don't see UV light, so um, unfortunately a lot of people will use those bulbs until they burn out. But actually the UV part of the spectrum burns out way ahead of time, before we even see the whole bulb burn out. So typically most uh, bulb manufacturers recommend that you change the bulb ideally every six months and, and that the bulb will still be burning um, and you'll still see light emitted from it but the critical UV rays that are so important for this vitamin D formation will have burned out uh, way ahead of time. So just follow, follow the manufacturer's instructions for whatever UV bulb you have. Um, please do not use bulbs meant for reptiles or plants. Um, there have been some injuries to birds' eyes um, and burns to them because those lamps can get too hot or they uh, don't provide the proper portion of the UV spectrum that we've discussed here is so critical for formation of vitamin D in birds' skin. So Diet, light, humidity, um, these are all really important in having your bird form these healthy feathers. Now feathers, um, you'll see when birds are preening, feathers have a very important function not only for flight and for protection of uh, the, the underlying skin, but also for keeping away bad bacteria. Um, all birds have, or most birds have um, a preen gland, which is also referred to as the uropygial gland. It's uh, lives at the base of the tail and that's why when you see a bird preen he'll often stick his head down by the base of his tail and he'll collect some secretions um, which are oils from this gland and then he'll spread them all over his body as he preens um, and that those oils actually provide a waterproofing function to the feathers and also an antibacterial property to the feathers to keep the bird's body healthy and protected from deadly germs. Um, most birds do have preen glands. Um, Amazon parrots do not have a typical preen gland. Um, if you happen to feel at the base of your bird's tail, you'll feel kind of a, a two-lobed structure. It's like a heart-shaped structure that sits on the top surface of the bird's tail. It should be symmetrical. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes their preen glands can become diseased. They're glands and they are prone to developing tumors there. Um, little birds like budgies are commonly get tumors on their preen glands and that's something that if you notice asymmetry uh, in the preen gland, like one side is larger than the other, um, that could be a sign of a tumor developing there. It could also be a sign of infection um, or sometimes one of the ducts of the gland that releases that oil can become plugged and the gland can become swollen with those oils, those secretions. So if you notice any of those abnormalities of your bird's preen gland, you want to certainly alert your veterinarian so that he or she can check it out and uh, prescribe the appropriate treatment. So um, your bird's feathers should be shiny, they should be lustrous, they should reflect light. Um, and again, if you're not seeing those signs, that's another indication to have them checked out. Um, if you follow all these rules, um, providing proper diet, humidity, light, know, checking out your bird's feathers, looking at them to make sure that they do look normal, that they're not uh, broken and brittle and very dry. We know that some bird types of birds actually do have a powdery substance on their feathers. Cockatoos, cockatiels, um, African greys, they have powdered down, which is a powdery substance that can coat their beak and their feathers, and that's a normal structure for them. That's not an indication of disease. But if you do see that your birds have very, very dry feathers, 
um, and that they're not um, as lustrous as they should be. Or if you happen to notice a color change, a sudden color change in your bird's feathers, um, that can be a, a sign of a problem. For example, birds with liver disease will sometimes form bright yellow or orange feathers in places that they never had them before. So if you notice any of these changes in your bird's feathers or certainly changes in your bird's skin, um, that is an indication to have your bird's uh, body and feathers checked out. And sometimes your uh, veterinarian will do a feather biopsy where they'll actually take a feather and send it into the laboratory for analysis or take a piece of skin with the feather for it to be analyzed as well. Because there are some particularly viral diseases, as I mentioned before, that can be pretty significant and, and untreatable in some cases that um, if you have a bird or certainly if you have more than one bird, you should know about because some of them are contagious. Um, so I hope that I've given you some insight into happy and healthy feathers. Remember, as I said, when feathers first come in, they're filled with blood and I, I get the call all the time in the middle of the night that my, my bird has broken a feather and the bird is bleeding. Um, and just remember not to panic. That's a blood feather and they all have blood when they first come in. That blood recedes as the feather matures. If your bird should break a feather um, when it does have blood in it like that, when it's a, an immature early feather that's just come in, um, pinch it off, hold tight, put some pressure with a paper towel. Um, it should stop bleeding. You can use, as I've mentioned before in some of my previous podcasts, you can mention, you can use a little flour, a little cornstarch, um, even a little uh, melted wax or uh, kitchen soap, any of those things to plug up the uh, bar soap to plug up the opening to help the clot form faster if it's not forming and the bird is losing blood from a feather um, quickly. Uh, so just remember that these are all normal things. Many, many people have birds that suffer from blood feathers. It's not abnormal. The key is to just hold off the feather and stop the bleeding quickly. Um, that is not an abnormal sign uh, of any indication of disease if your bird should break a feather and it bleeds. So I hope that I've given you some insight onto how to keep your bird's uh, feathers healthy and happy. Just remember that throughout these episodes, when you're listening to Zoo Nation, you can follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask me specific questions to answer on the show, whether it be about feather quality or your bird's nutrition or health or anything else that you'd like to ask me. You'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. Um, if you do have more specific questions, feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and today you're listening to Zoo Nation. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.